This is Line Dance Podcast. I'm Christopher Gonzalez. Okie dokie. We are back on Line Dance Podcast on Move Radio. We encountered some unexpected turbulence in our use of technology today. The entire laptop restarted. So, we, uh, we got to experience breathing and um, recentering, all sorts of good things that are necessary in the life of a line dancer, which leads us to our next articles. Sounds like our sound check has gone through. Oh, we would also like to um, make a quick shout out to our friend in South Africa, Karen van der Meru. Apologize if we mispronounce that. <laughs> Which I'm sure we did. Um, and I'm part Dutch. You'd think I would know better than like. But I know that that is, looks like a, a Dutch last name. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in, Karen. All right. So we were talking recently with, um, or I guess, yeah, we've been in correspondence lately with one of our friends who has a lot of responsibilities, many of which are directly involved in line dance. And he's just running himself ragged. We thought it might be a good idea to bring in this article. Three tips for letting go of control and relaxing into the flow by Sheila Veers on tinybuddha.com. The intro paragraphs are as follows. You must learn to let go. Release the stress. You were never in control anyway. Steve Mariboli. Sometimes I try really hard to control things. I run two businesses, so in many ways, control gives me a sense of peace of mind. When my team is doing what they are supposed to be doing, I can relax. When business is booming, I can relax. When I am getting what I want, I can relax. This control freakness doesn't just apply for me and just business. I used to be this way about my body. And I notice these tendencies even pop up in my relationships. When I feel like I am in control, I feel free. When I feel like I'm not in control, I feel frustrated, scared, and angry. It rocks my sense of security straight to my core. It's tough to admit, but it's the truth. I'm getting a lot better at relaxing without needing to be in control. And I'm realizing that the greatest control is in letting go of the need for it. When I try to control, I get attached to how I think it should play out. I think I know the best way for things to happen. But many examples in my life have shown me that when I trust and let go of thinking I know best, the outcome is better than anything I could have imagined. Letting go doesn't mean giving up the desire. It means letting go of the struggle. It's exhausting needing to be in control all the time, isn't it? And the truth really is that any sense of control that we think we have is false anyway. Our greatest power is in learning how to trust. When we focus on our desires with a sense of non-attachment to exactly how they unfold, it releases the blocks and opens us up to greater opportunity. Here are three ways I've learned to trust and let go of trying so hard to control. 1. Stepping away. Richard Branson has been one of my greatest mentors from afar. He amazes me with his ability to balance business, family, and fun in the perfect way for him. He doesn't even own a desk, and never has. 
I love watching the videos that Virgin posts on their blog about his life because they remind me that creativity and great ideas come from stepping away from work and letting your mind open up. Richard says he gets some of his best ideas while in the bath, and he kite surfs every day, even if it's just for 15 minutes. While we don't all have the luxury of our own private island to jet away to, yet, we do have the ability to take a long walk outside in nature, start our morning with even just five minutes of meditation or yoga, or turn the computer off an hour earlier each night. Taking time to enjoy life will only inspire and rejuvenate your energy for your work. Stepping away can be challenging because of the fact that you want to be in control and so you want to get whatever it is done. Um, I'm actually trying to find out some information at the moment and I can't see it. Um, I was, from Tim Ferriss podcast? Yeah, I was listening to a Tim Ferriss podcast uh, the other day, one that you had actually recommended to me. Um, and she was talking about like stepping away from the idea that you have to be working right this second, Mm -hmm. um, that you have to do something, you have to get this in your head. Um, And like one of the areas as a writer or as currently, she's currently writing, um, she finds in, um, oh, it's Whitney Cummings. Uh, She finds a lot of inspiration by doing other tasks or for instance, like uh, watching cartoons hmm. was one of the things she mentioned um, because of all the animation and all the different things. It's able to spark her creative um, juices flowing mm-hmm. because she's taken herself out of the idea that she has to have this done right this second. Um, and that's one of the ways like she curves her writer's block mm-hmm. um, because a lot of it from what I was understanding has to do with the pressures in which we put upon ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, by stepping away, I know a lot of times, like when I was getting frustrated with learning, um, a couple dances, I would be like, okay, give me five minutes. I need to step outside. I just need to breathe. You know, I'd step outside I'd look at the clouds. I'd look at the birds. I'd listen to the sounds. I'd just like really take in my environment outside um, and it really just refreshed me mm-hmm. and it would allow me to come back and do something else. I know, um, in a couple of the different things that we're currently learning right now, like sometimes it just gets so overloaded in my mind. I'm like, okay, I need to, st- I need to break from all of this information right now. Let's watch something else. Let's do something. Let's go outside. Let's, you know, sit back for a few minutes and just breathe. It doesn't really matter. Um, but by stepping away from like this, I have to do this right this second, um, it allows me that break and that release. And when I'm able to come back to it later, I either understand it more or I have a new perspective or I'm able to actually get more work done because of the fact that I have like released it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe your injury recently has been a blessing in disguise because... <sighs> On, on the one hand, it forces you to not be able to dance as much as you would normally want to. But on the other hand, it is giving you that opportunity to learn other new things and come back with a more well-rounded perspective on the, th- the same dances you already knew and were doing before, but with maybe some additional uh, insights as to like you know how to make that movement feel more natural by maybe... In- 
incorporating some ASL or something to yeah. that effect. I definitely have taken my time to step away at times as well. If things are getting frustrating for one reason or another, um, and my body's just not in dance and celebration mode, and just you know moving my body to music would feel inauthentic and not really like dancing. Yes. Then, not forcing myself to do it, and instead just giving myself that time to do what it is I do need to do. If it is just like shut myself up in a binge watch of Arrested Development or um, Rick and Morty or whatever else it might be, like when I come back, I'm ready. But like if I hadn't given myself the time in between, then I would have just gotten angry and resentful because I didn't get what I was really needing. Right. And sometimes you, what it is is you need to be in that moment of not thinking um, not like worrying about everything. Um, I love binge watching TV shows when I'm like overdone. I'll just kind of, you know, turn on my Netflix, flick on one that I've seen probably like a hundred times and just have it as almost essentially background noise mm-hmm. and like just stare at the screen for like a couple episodes. And then like all of a sudden, you know, I'm just sucked back into it mm-hmm. and I'm able to step away from all this other things. Um, I actually, one of my favorite things to do is to find somewhere that's nice and shaded, but still warm outside and just read a book. Mm -hmm. I'm probably in the middle of five different books because of that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's like just open the closest book to me and just start reading just to be somewhere else, even for a couple chapters. Yeah, this is when it's really important to have a varied life and not put all your eggs in one basket, because sometimes I... There have been times in the past, like bef- it's probably before I got really into like more of the circuit aspect of line dance, when I only really just had like the bars. Sometimes the bars can be like a source of stress uh, when like whatever whatever is going on with the people who go there. Like you can't enjoy the dancing part of it as much, but maybe you feel like you have to go because like your friends are going and they want you to go. So like, uh. so then you don't really. It, it's not as much of. Uh, an escape for you and you almost feel like you need to escape from it. Well, then I have what I do during the day. I sing and I play guitar at uh, senior communities. So sometimes, depending how I'm feeling about dance at that time, the singing part of my life can be the escape. Like, well, here's where I go and you know, I, I am really just a source of good in their life. Like, I'm not the one who's like forcing them to take any medications. I'm not telling them they need to go to lunch now. I'm not telling them anything. I'm just coming in and entertaining. And like, you know, that can be an escape from where, you know, back when we had Mavericks, you know, maybe the dance team is being especially excluding or something. And, or maybe some person from, um, from your past. My past, exactly. You know, like maybe they show up out of nowhere and like, oh, now I got to deal with that. Are they going to come back next week? Things like that. Sometimes I need to use that part of my life to escape from dance. And then sometimes it's the other way around. Sometimes I feel like I'm doing the same songs every week and like, I didn't I just do this one? How can I make this feel fresh again? And that's when dancing and hearing all those songs can kind of reset my musical counter and give me an escape from what you know I feel like my responsibilities are, like being on the whole time. I can just... If I have to be on while I'm singing, I can just take a night to go out dancing and not be on and just see what that's like and just be like, no, this dance is for me. I'm not going to do anything uh, particularly like, you know, out there. I'm just going to be in myself and feel all the little 
tuts and hits and stops and whatever in my body, and it's not going to be showy. So there, you know, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be able to use one to escape from the other. Uh, and if I had a third one, like juggling or skating or whatever else it might be, then that would be another one where I could jump into it at you know at will. Um, one of the things I did a few summers ago would I actually took up um, running mm-hmm. and. I would actually run with my dog hmm. um, on nights that it was cooler mm-hmm. or on nights that it wasn't cooler. I would literally just stick in my headphones and just blast the music and just get lost in that moment and just listen to the music as well as like feeling the breath in and out. Um, I know some of the things I've done in the past is meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done a lot of writing, a lot of writing, and it's, it's really just trying to find as many different outlets as you can, uh, so that when something is overwhelming, you can go someplace else, even just for an hour and then be able to go back and handle whatever was overwhelming because mm-hmm. we're not ostriches. We can't stick our head in the sand. It's not just going to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one friend who does uh, card magic. So whenever dance gets to be too much, he can jump over to doing some card magic for somebody who's never seen it before and blow their minds. And then when he feels like he's kind of just done all the tricks he wants to do for whatever period of time, he can get back into dance. Yes, and I'm such a nerd. I will watch... Well, actually, we now have two friends. Yep. But because um, one of them taught the other one how to do card I, magic, I will watch both of them do card magic anytime, ever. Like seriously, I am such a nerd for that. Mm. I love it. <laughs> Number two, stop looking around so much. Compare and despair. Have you ever gone on Facebook to see what your friends are up to, and then 20 minutes later you're down in the dumps because somehow you ended up on a thread or a site comparing yourself to that person and where you think you should be? The second we get caught up in comparison, it sucks the creativity and energy right out of us. One of the best things I've done for myself is cut back on looking around at what everyone else is doing. I finally got to the point where I realized that not only am I never going to measure up to them, I never want to. I want what I want, not what they have. So. Now I just try to stay in my own little bubble, working on the creative projects that excite me. Every now and then I do look around to see what others are up to, but I am super conscious to continuously check in with myself and ask, is this what I want to create for myself? Versus immediately judging how I measure up to their level of success. I also remind myself that I am on the right path, because I am on my path. Okay, so this isn't necessarily stepping away from dance, but it's directly related to it. Um, the stop looking around so much is crucial when you're dancing. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, people might be watching you um, on the outside because of, for whatever reason, you're the entertaining one. But they're also watching everybody else. Um, so no one's really sitting there going, when are they going to mess up? When are they going to mess up? When are they going to mess up? And if they are, they need a better hobby. So to not stress out about that is one thing. Another thing is like, there are going to always be better dancers or one of the things um, I've grown up hearing is bigger mountains. Hmm. Um, And you are meant to be where you are right now. 
um, you, like, we were talking on several different times in which, like, we look at people like Roy and Rachel and want to be able to be like them, but know that we are, we haven't invested as much time as they have. Um, so we are on our own path at our own pace and as amazing as they are, it's more important that we are like us mm-hmm. um, because what we can offer might be different than what they can offer because of our own experiences. And maybe someone could grow from our experiences. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone can learn from something we do. Um, we have something contri- to contribute just by being ourselves. And that's as equally as important as the people we idolize. Mm-hmm. Um now, when you look around in the sense of, like, stop stop looking around so much when it comes to dance and you're stepping away, um, it's okay to have bad days as long as you don't live there. Hmm. As long as you understand it's okay to feel bad once in a while, it's okay to feel sad once in a while, because that is how you feel better. That's how you understand what makes you happy. That's how you understand when you feel good. Um but to focus when you feel good, like what is it about today that you're just so happy about and really just take a moment and be grateful for those things in your life. Um, one thing I know is important, but you have to be careful about is comparing yourself to who you were. Mm. Um, it's a great way to do it, but you also have to be realistic about who you were versus who you are now mm-hmm. and know that, you know, it's going to go up and down. And I think the biggest trick is uh, letting go of the idea of who you're expected to be. Mm-hmm. Like if you're the oldest or if you're the smart one or if you're the one who graduated first or if you're the one who has all these college degrees or if you're the one who has all this untapped potential talent or, you know, like all of these things that we've heard throughout our lives growing up of what other people think we should be, it's more important to do what makes us happy and who we want to be as opposed to who think we, we think we should be. Mm-hmm. And maybe keeping a little bit of responsibility in there as well. Otherwise, we're like Simba with Hakuna Matata, not wanting to step up to his king um, role. Role, yeah. The thing that came to mind for me immediately for uh, this one, stop looking around so much, was something that I heard in yoga, which is uh, focus on your own practice. Other people are going to be able to stretch deeper, and you might feel like, you know, just this totally inept. Uh, novice when you feel like you need to get into child's pose after doing like half of a sun salutation because your body just is not used to doing all these weird contortions um, having been in like a sedentary lifestyle or something that's fine like other people like one mat over from you might have been doing this for the last 10 years That's why they're so stretchy. That's why they can hold a plank for as long as they can while you're like sweating buckets, holding it for a few seconds. There are all these reasons why they are all where they are on their mat, but don't look at their mat and then you'll never know 
where they are or like try to figure it out. You can just work on you and do your stretch and maybe you are, and not that it even matters, but like maybe you are stretchier in your arms and they're stretchier in their legs. Like it's not really something you even need to feel pride over because you are better at this than anyone else. Don't even look at that when you're looking at somebody's mat. Don't look at their mat at all. Like, don't look for a thing where you know you're super competent compared to them. Just find out where you need to work deeper or harder so that you can get what results you want out of it. And that's really all that matters. They just happen to be in the room with you, is all. Yeah. Um, there's a line in there that says "Is uh, to check in with yourself and ask, is this what you want to create? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of makes me think of a conversation I had with uh, Ruben Luna when I was first talking to him about wanting to get into choreography. And he goes, well, why? Mm. What is it about it that you want to do? What do you want to create? And that question has stuck in my mind anytime I hear a song or anytime... I'm inspired to create something. It's like, okay, well, why? What do I hope to get out of this? What is my reason for doing this? Um, Is it something I really want to do? Or is it just something that I'm told to do from all these outside things? Um, I know how easy it is now that we've had the success we've had with Can't Walk Away, how easy both sides are which is the oh my gosh we need to put out something now versus the oh my god I never want to do something else because it's not going to have the same result (laughs) Um, and finding that in between has been a little bit challenging Mm. um, because of the fact that it's like okay well no we need to put something else out we need to put something why we don't need to we need to want to Mm -hmm. um, versus I don't ever want to touch another piece of music because I'm afraid it's not going to add up um, is just shooting yourself in the foot. Mm. Um, to know that you're going to have the ups and downs, to know that um, everyone's going to struggle with something, even the people that we think have it perfect, you know, um, one, they've worked really hard to be where they're at, and two, you have no clue what's going on behind the scenes. They might just be really, really good at focusing on what needs to happen in the moment so that they display what they want others to feel. Hmm. Um, I know there's been several different situations in my personal life where once I let someone in on some information, they're like, wait, what? But you're, you were so this. And it's like, oh, no, that's what I wanted you to think. That's what I wanted you to see because I knew that if I added all this extra stuff, it was going to be too much for you at the time with what you were going through or, um, you know, it was that I was afraid you were going to see me different, Mm. which is the idea of stop looking around, stop comparing yourself to others. You are who you are. You're who you're supposed to be. Now that's not just saying go and throw your dirty laundry out, you know, everywhere, but, (laughs) um, your mistakes, your failures are just as crucial as your successes And in developing who you are at this moment and what you have to offer the world. Mm. Um, So to think that you're supposed to be like the person next to you is is ridiculous because the person next to you has their own importance, has their own um, contributions they can make 
but that goes the opposite way as well. Mm -hmm. There's a saying that I like. I want to say it's by Groucho Marx. Not really entirely certain. It's something along the lines of be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Yes. Yeah, I like that. Agreed. Oh, and uh, regarding creative projects, like you might think everyone who's anyone in the line dance world, you know, they're all instructors, they're all choreographers, or they're DJs, they have all this experience of dance, and here I am, all I do is program. What could I possibly add? Well, do we have any, like, amazing, this button does everything you could want it to do programs in the line dance world? Like, we've got the line dancer app, and that's great, and it's got lots of features, then we've got the copper knob app, and that one's also good. Like, we have a couple, and, you know, there's the DJ feed app, uh, or at least service, but there's so much more that could be done, and that's just with programming. If you're an amazing marketer or advertiser, uh, and you've produced all these these like colorful, 3D-looking photo, realistic flyers for like Coke and Pepsi and whoever else, and you think, well, what could, what could the line dance world want me for? I can't dance. I got two left feet, but I want to help somehow. Have you seen some of our flyers? Like... We need help. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, some of the stuff like my my picture for Line Dance podcast is just a photo that I put in Microsoft Paint and then typed some text over, and then I cropped it into a square. And that's how much I know about graphic design. It's not color balanced. It's probably like on the yellowish side because of the backdrop and like my the the lighting in the room. But it's the best I could do. If I had if I had had some advertiser, marketer, graphic designer, you know, whispering over my shoulder, here are some things to make it look amazing. I would have loved that. So whatever your personal strength is, and whatever you think you can bring, that would um, just like I don't know, highlight the the best that you're capable of doing. Bring that, whatever it might be. There's probably a need for it. <clears throat> There's certainly a need for it. Number three, listen to your body. The human body is an amazing machine, one that most of us take for granted. We get signals from our body all day long, signals I call inner wisdom or intuition. Oftentimes we ignore those signals and choose to follow what everybody else is telling us to do instead. Our body really has a vast amount of information that can help us with making decisions. When I am trying to control, I am totally ignoring my intuition. The more I relax into the flow, the more I rely on my intuition to guide me. Sometimes my body tells me I need a 15-minute nap. Sometimes it tells me that it's not time to write the blog post right now and instead I should focus on something else. Whatever it is, I really try to listen and override the ego part of me that tells me I must push or force things to happen in order to succeed. It's the difference between being solution-oriented versus problem-oriented. Or in other words, inspiration-driven versus fear-driven. As a society, I feel like we need to remind each other often that an unhappy journey does not lead to a happy ending. It's like we believe that if an achievement doesn't involve stress or hardship, we don't deserve it. We do deserve it. And we deserve a life built around a lot of ease and fun. What's one thing you do to let go and release stress? It's really important to listen to your body. Don't hurt your body. <laughs> it's the only one you get. <laughs> you might tear something if you um, don't. Yeah. So I should have set out. I should have drank more water. And I know that. 
I knew that at the time. I didn't want to let go of the dance floor just yet, though, because I was having so much fun, and I was going so hard, and I was getting so much out of it, and my inner child apparently took over and just kept going, and she doesn't know how to stop. <laughs> um, so my body told me how <laughs> for about two weeks now. Um, yes, I can't tell you how much I wish I listened because of the fact that, you know, two weeks without dancing by not my choice has certainly been challenging um, because of the fact that I am very much a pro-choice kind of person. I like having choices and not having them made for me. And so when I have to sit out of something, it gets really frustrating for me. Um Versus when I choose to sit out of something, then it's like, no, no, this was my choice, and I did it because of these reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, like you said, it was kind of a blessing in, dis- in disguise, because we have certainly learned quite a bit, not only about just taking care of ourselves in general, mm-hmm. but um, adding French and programming and ASL into the last two weeks has certainly at least been keeping me active enough mentally that it's kind of allowed me to pass the time and not focus on being limited physically. Um, As for, like, listening and intuition, I mean, a perfect example is when we were driving in L.A. and, like, I felt there was something wrong with the car and I tried to get off the freeway and right as soon as I hit that exit ramp, my tire blew and I was like, no, there. I knew there was something wrong. I'm so glad I listened. Like, yes, we really wanted to go to Luann's dance class really badly. But something was telling me not to keep going, to pull over. And sure enough, it, like, it was the perfect spot that if something was going to go wrong, it needed to happen right there. Mm, at a I'm, lower speed on the side of the road and not at 70 in the middle of the road. Um with the gas station that has the air pump right on the corner as soon as you get off the freeway, whereas, you know, three blocks down was the tire shop that was just so happened to be open late night. I mean, like, seriously. Um, There's a reason to listen to what your body is telling you, even outside of just dancing. (laughs) And this goes along with... uh the stop looking around at everyone else, if you feel like it's expected of you, like maybe you're the person in your group who dances you super hard and maybe you're not feeling it at that particular moment. Maybe you're feeling like it would be forcing it to go, you know, 112% or whatever. Go ahead and just like do what you need to do. I mean, if you still want to dance, you're welcome to sit out if you want. But if you feel like, okay, I'll, I'll do this dance. They put this one on because they knew I like this one or something. So I better go do it. You can still focus on other aspects of it, like maybe work on your smoothness or connecting the movements, uh, leading from your body, uh, using smaller movements with more power as opposed to big swinging your arms and legs around movements. Uh, That way you're able to conserve your energy and listen to your body in that way, as well as, you know, to some extent, you know, make your group happy, like dance with your people who you came to the show with, you know, so to speak. Um, if If you live completely in the dance world for everybody else's enjoyment and amusement, you're probably going to burn yourself out. Um... 
just you know doing things because other people expect you to do each dance for you and your body and if like i say if if it's one of those where you don't really want to do wobble but man everybody else you're like tired you did eight dances in a row and now your group is like come on this is the only one we know that's fine go ahead and do it but maybe just do it a little bit more conservatively and uh shout out to wobble by the way mm. when that was the only dance i could get out there and do at hot monk on thursday because all i did was stand in place mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, you can move your hips around in a circle and it doesn't um, affect your calves at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess, uh, you know, last closing thoughts. Uh, this article, of course, is, um, as we mentioned earlier, Three Tips for Letting Go of Control and Relaxing into the Flow by Sheila Veers on Tiny Buddha. Uh, once again, we'd like to give a big shout out and a thank you for listening to our friend Karen in South Africa. And uh, happy, happy, happiest of birthdays to the wonderful Joe Thompson Samansky off in Colorado. We very much look forward to seeing her uh, in early July. At, in uh, in about a month. Yep. Just a couple days over a month. Very excited to see her. Yeah, we're all booked. We got, we got everything we need, uh, except, I guess, our registration. Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But everything else, we'll be there. So you, if you're happening uh, to, to pass that way, you will see us there. And... Uh, and I guess if we do see you there, then we will see you yeah, on the dance, dance floor. floor. Yay!